Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hey, this is Gentry Estes, columnist with the Tennessean, alongside... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. We've got a lot for you today in this uh, championship week edition of Talkin' Titans. Still, still, still here. Still here. Still here. And we will pick the Titans-Chiefs AFC Championship game, as well as the Packers-49ers NFC Championship game, uh, as we have all year against the spread. And I think one of us has locked up the win for, for this year with a record. Which are you talking about yourself? I am it talking about for that. a second. Yeah, <laughs> lock that up. Although uh, two and two last week, including a loss on the Titans game, which Eric, you got correct. I, I mean, I, I I didn't pick them to win, so I got a you know temper. I didn't see it coming as it did. I don't think anybody saw that coming. We'll get into that a little bit, but I, I just thought the spread was big. I think the spread is big this week, which we'll get into later as well. Yeah, and and. All right, for, we're back from from Baltimore now, and that was that was the moment to me where the Titans proved something that I don't think they've proven in, in quite a while. To, to me, I felt like the Titans were going to beat the Patriots. That one didn't surprise me that much. I felt like the Patriots were especially vulnerable. But Eric, to go into Baltimore and just control the game, I mean, that was you watch that, and yes, the Ravens made a few key mistakes. Turnovers were big. The stops on fourth downs were huge. But the, the Titans were just better. They just beat them. They thoroughly beat them. I don't think, again, I don't think anybody saw that coming, just the way uh, the game unfolded as it did. I mean, that that stadium was louder than any stadium I'd been in at the start of the game and then quieter at the maybe start of the or end of the first half than uh, any other stadium I've been in this season. It was, it was just a remarkable sort of start to the game. And it's not like they beat them at their own game. They really took them out of their element. The key, obviously, was was a few big turnovers, a few big stops on fourth down. And then just the fact that Lamar Jackson had to throw 59 passes. The, the Ravens don't do that. They kill you with what they could do on the ground. The Titans took that element away as best they could and then kind of enforced their own will on, on them. So kudos for, to me, just a, a game plan executed perfectly. I, I don't think you could have scripted it better if, if you were the Titans coaching staff. I think that's that's why they won. Yeah, I said it at, at the stadium that night. I felt like the play of the game to me was Kevin Byard's interception early. Uh, the Ravens were kind of doing what they do. They were driving the field. And that was on the first possession of the game for them. And that was the mistake the Titans had to have because I felt like to get up 14 nothing against that team, it completely threw the Ravens out of what they wanted to do. That's a team that had been playing from ahead pretty much all season when they've been – I think they'd won 12 games in a row, and they jumped all over people. They were starting to do that to the Titans, and they get the big turnover. They, they, they're they able to turn that into points. They get a big fourth down stop. They're able to turn that into points. Once it's 14 nothing, yeah, you felt the nervousness in that stadium. And I think at that point it worked against the Ravens. I think they panicked a little bit. They got out of character. 59 passes. I don't care how many yards Lamar Jackson threw far. 
if you knew going into that game the Ravens were going to have to throw it 59 times, you don't like their chances to no, win. No, not at all. And, you know, I, I think for, for all, you know, the sort of ridiculous stats that have sort of come out of this run for the Titans, and there's been plenty, a lot of them courtesy of Derrick Henry, I think more than anything are the stats and, and sort of just the, I guess, unquantifiable nature of, of how clutch they are and how opportunistic they are. You know, I, I think one stat that speaks to that is how effective they've been in the red zone, but they just, they seem to sort of take advantage of every opportunity given to them, you know, whereas opponents make mistakes and, and um, even when they do capitalize, like I go back to uh, uh, the Patriots game when, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brady, um, or excuse me, Tannehill threw an interception. The, t- the Patriots got the ball back. They weren't able to do anything with that. That, that seems like a situation where if, if you reverse teams, it, it seems like the Titans are taking advantage of all of those situations. They did against the Ravens, and, and again, I think just being opportunistic is, is really a big reason why they are where they are. I still think some of the narratives, at least nationally when it comes to the, the Titans, have been what the other team hasn't done in these games, you know, the, the, the Texans obviously didn't play their best players when the Titans got yeah, that Yeah, and, and that's that's the Titans, just the nature of, of that's sort right. of... That's right. And the Patriots the weren't... Yeah, the Patriots weren't uh, playing as well as they had during their dynasty. And then the Ravens, well, they're coming off the bye week. They were rusty, They this and that. Right, it's, it's all about what the opponents did and not what the Titans did to them. Right, and I think that isn't giving enough credit to the... I, I think it is a nod to the fact that it's not sexy what the the Titans do and they hand the ball to running back every play but you, right. you think about we've been calling for this all season Eric and I, and I think we're not alone on this I, I think a lot of the, the fans went back base, over yeah. the last few years like well I'm to give Derrick Henry the ball more mm-hmm. I, I, I think though if you think back over the course of the season to the games in which the Titans have made up their mind to really commit to the run run it early even when it's not working stick with Henry and let him take over a game Who's been able to stop him? The only games in which he has been stopped, it seems like, are the ones where the Titans stop themselves and don't give him the ball. Maybe right. you say Denver, but the whole offense was just a mess that day. Yeah, dysfunctional. I really think since they've started, since since the quarterback change, if you give Henry the ball, he's going to, you know, I think a lot of that sort of stems from just the fact that they have a pass attack now early on. You know, they could sort of—I think the offensive line has improved as well. You know, I think that's been a big part of it. I think the left side, Roger Saffold has come a long way. Nate Saffold Davis— Saffold deserves credit for— Yeah, and I, I think Nate Davis does too as a rookie. He's he's come a long way. So that interior last season, it was such a liability uh, week in and week out this year. It's not. So, I, I, you know, I think if you give him 25-plus carries, the, the floor for what you're going to get is very high. You know, there's— you, you pretty much know what you're going to get from Henry. You know, he's going to chip away for maybe six, five yards of carry, something like that. And he's also going to break a couple big ones once he gets past that that initial line. You know, I think this week that's something they have to do against a Chiefs defense player. I'm not exactly sure where they finished during the regular season, but I know it wasn't great in run defense. If we go back to week 10 when the Titans first played the Chiefs, uh, that was the game where Henry really started rolling. It was the game after the game against the Panthers in week nine, where, you know, the Titans had that first half where Derrick Henry gets two carries, Deion Lewis gets three, and we're all kind of collectively losing our minds over over that. And then, and then I think from that point on, Titans coaching staff kind of got the memo that that can't happen. We got to give this guy the ball. He's our best offensive weapon. And since that point, he's kind of been unstoppable. So I think there's a, a track record for, for the Titans doing well against the Chiefs and, and against the run defense that isn't great. I think the recipe is pretty simple for what needs to happen this weekend. Yeah, and and I think when uh, the Titans played the Chiefs last time, what Henry had 188 yards in that game. So this isn't 
the Chiefs are a different challenge, though, to me. This isn't a team that's going to stop Derrick Henry. I'm not sure there really is a team out there that can stop Derrick Henry. Not anymore, I don't think, yeah. They get the 49ers in the Super Bowl, maybe. but We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, the Chiefs is a different challenge. I think the big fear that a lot of people had going into the game against the Ravens was this is an offense that scores so many points, the Titans aren't going to be able to just give it to him. They're going to need yeah. to do, be more explosive offensively to keep up. Turns out not so much. I, this game, though, I think, no, no, really, this week they're playing a team that can score a lot of points very quickly. And the big difference is the Ravens were doing it running the ball, the Chiefs were doing it throwing the ball. And they've already they, they've seen the ball go in the hoop against the Titans already. Mahomes threw for 400-something yards that day. They lost, but Mahomes wasn't 100% in that game either. He was coming back from an injury. Despite all that, despite the fact he'd been out a few weeks, the Chiefs weren't playing particularly well at that time. He carved up the Titans that day. He did. And the Titans secondary was healthier then than they are now. They were at full strength then. True. Uh, and I I just feel like the guy's gonna do it to everybody they play. I don't think anybody I don't think the Chiefs are one to stop Henry, but I don't think the Titans are one to stop Mahomes. And I think the Chiefs are scary offensively with what they're able to do. That Texans game was was one of the strangest football games you could ever encounter because it looked like they were about to get blown out. And then they're ahead at halftime. That's insane. But both teams choked in the first half, which is, it was it was stupid just the way that game unfolded. It was it was you know I think both of us were kind of keeping tabs on. I, mean, I was on, looking up flights to Houston. Yeah, exactly. We had tabs open on flights to Houston, and we were kind of discussing that. And very quickly, the conversation changed. And they can do that. And the Chiefs have done that all year. They've had a couple games, especially in the second quarter, like that, where they just go nuts and put up a whole bunch of points. And I think, again, the fear if you're the Titans is you can't get in a position where Henry's neutralized by the score and you're having to throw the ball. I I think no matter what happens in this game, and let's talk a little bit about the passing game because I I don't think Tannehill's played poorly the last couple of weeks. I don't think anybody. He's made big throws in big moments. He's done that in both games. I thought the the shot they took downfield right after the fourth down stop, I thought was one of the plays of the game. Him hitting Khalif Raymond for that touchdown. One of the play calls of the year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the perfect time to do it. Right. And, uh, you know, Tannehill runs for a touchdown later. They continue to be so good on third down, so clutch in big moments. But he is going to, they're just going to have to throw the ball more in this game. You just have to believe that at some point, Derrick Henry isn't going to run for 200 yards. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 none of these teams they've played have really shown. Uh, the ability to stop the Titans from running the ball, and they could be in a in this in this zone offensively right now. The very few teams get in, where everybody knows what you're going to do, and they still can't stop it. But I, it, it's just what what they're doing right now, having to play the teams they've played now week after week, all on the road. You just have to believe the odds are going to catch up with them at some point, right? Uh, you do, but they they keep not. You know, and and I kind of felt the same way about Tannehill during the regular season. We kept we kept waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop. It just it never did. It, it kind of has in the postseason, but they really haven't. It hasn't affected their ability to win games. So, uh, you know, I don't know about you. I know the Chiefs just scored fifty one points and, and kind of made it look easy doing it. But I still think the way you know the Titans' offense is set up. You know they're they're capable with handing anybody, and that includes the, the the Chiefs. You know I think this is the ultimate test in that regard, especially the way they're playing now with Mahomes. I, I do think a key is you you really can't afford to to fall into a hole that's let's say three scores because again that that does kind of take Henry out of it as far as to trying to you know catch up quickly. You know, so I, I think that can happen if you're the Titans. If if you stay close, uh, you know I think they could hang with anybody. 
you know, the, the Titans have been winning games with more or less without, uh, you know, a passing offense that's putting up more than 100 yards a game. And as you mentioned, Tannehill hasn't been impactful with the throws that he's making, but you have to think it's it's going to get better. And, and uh, I agree. I think in this game, it, it really does have to, because I, I just don't see them keeping up with, with the Chiefs against this Titans offense in any other way. And they won a shootout the last time, but that was a I mean, it was a weird game. They got it was a weird game. Yeah. They were fortunate. What they were? I think they were down nine points late. Yeah, they, I mean, they were. They scored a touchdown with 20, 23 seconds left. To you know, that was the Tannehill to Adam Humphreys play. You know, so it might be another wonky game like that. But you know, I, again, I think the key in in beating Baltimore and going to Baltimore and winning that game to me was was turnovers. Not only you know interceptions, recovering that fumble, but the turnover turnovers on downs. Uh, those are just really big plays against teams that capitalize usually in in big moments, and, and the Titans have been able to do that. I think they're going to need to win the turnover battle again. I think that's huge because they, uh, you know, as as we've kind of alluded to this entire time, they've been opportunistic. They've taken advantage of those moments. It, I can count on one hand how many times this season that I felt like the Titans' defense was in a position where. They just couldn't stop the other team. Now they've they're they're a bend don't break kind of operation, and teams have driven the ball on them, and they've made big plays in the red zone, and you know they're, they're clutch a lot like the offense. They're clutch, but one of those moments was against the Chiefs this year, where Mahomes was kind of doing what he wanted. I think the Saints would be another, but there were a couple of offenses that had weapons down the field. I don't think the Ravens had weapons down the field. Their receivers just aren't very good. And I think that the fact that you have Lamar Jackson running as well as he has, along with Mark Ingram, kind of masks that a little bit for the Ravens. But the Chiefs have weapons everywhere. And yeah. if, if Travis Kelsey's healthy now, let's, uh, I know he hurt his hamstring. and the, the, that's, that's obviously a key one to watch this week. But the, when they're doing what they do, the Chiefs' offense is pretty, much, is pretty unstoppable. Yeah. And, and I, I, I just feel like they had a great game plan for Lamar Jackson, but – this is – I don't know how banged-up secondary covers all these guys. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That I think the counterpoint is just that he was unstoppable in Week 10 and the Titans still won, and I think the Titans are, are better now than they were in Week 10. I think the Chiefs are better too. Mahomes is healthy. It's it's just hard to, to bet against these Titans. They just always find a way. I think that's that's the unquantifiable thing about them is is that clutch factor. You know, we keep wanting to write them off. I. I don't know. I think you you think this is a taller task than Baltimore, which I, I think we differ in that regard. I think Baltimore to me was was the. I mean, and you wrote it yourself. If they beat Baltimore, they could beat they could beat anyone. But I, I I do think winning that game, you know, further opened our eyes here in Nashville, but certainly did it so on a, on a more national scale. If there's anything, and, and I've I've obviously taking the pessimistic view in our podcast here to the optimistic counter, sure, right? But if there is. If there is hope, I think it's the fact that the Titans have Andy Reid's number, and they've had it for a while. We just looked it up: one in seven against the Titans all time. That's hard to believe. It is coach that successful, right? Against anybody, and I know two years ago the the Titans knocked a a very good Chiefs team out of the playoffs. Then, and Mm -hmm. and I, you know, they beat them this year in a game that at the time felt really important for both teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think it was somewhat of a turning point for the Titans that they were able to win that game. We kind of thought it at the time. The Chiefs after that, though, the Chiefs started playing a lot better, and the big reason I thought was their defense. Their defense was such a liability last season, and the, and, and for parts of this season, mm-hmm. 
but they've gotten a lot better defensively. I don't think they're about to go shut down Derrick Henry. I don't think anybody is right now, no. but I think they they are capable of not getting into shootouts in every game they play, which I think was the case a lot of last year. They were getting in a lot of these crazy games where they were just having out Scorpio. That's one of the reasons Mahomes' stats were where they were. Right. They've been a little more measured offensively because they 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 haven't had to scores me. But now obviously the Texans game was was a weird game, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the Chiefs have been, other than maybe the Saints, who made an early exit, surprisingly to me, and maybe the Ravens, I think the Chiefs were in that conversation for they're playing as well as anybody in the league there at the end of the year. And I think this is – and I also think this is just a, a tougher place to play. I think the Arrowhead's going to be tougher than, than Baltimore. And Baltimore and New England were not easy places to go play, but I think this might be the toughest place in the league when it's right. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a case for that. I just – you know how how could you not be you know just a believer in everything that the Titans are doing right now? Uh, and that's that's more just a rhetorical question. Not um, I, I see everything you're saying, and I, I do agree for them for in a lot of those points. They they just have something about them that has been special. You know, I I think also something that should be you know taken into consideration is that the the Chiefs were right there last year. Had a chance to do with that experience, you know, is is big, you know, for especially. Um, they lost a tough game too. That was one of those. Yeah, like, it was it came a tough down game. To an offsides penalty, and, right? This Titans group, for the most part, is is very unexperienced, though that hasn't mattered whatsoever. You know, Tannehill will be playing in his third playoff game, and and to this point has a pretty good track record just through the first two games of this season. So it'll be interesting. I, I think again, they're not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry, which is going to be big. I don't know if the Titans are going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. To me, it's going to come down to you know maybe field position, some special teams play plays, and really turnovers and, and capitalizing one way or the other on those moments. I think it's going to come down to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, to me, I, I think we all know what Henry's capable of doing, but I think they're going to look. They're going to have to throw for more than 100 yards in this game. I, I, I don't. I understand how that played out the last two weeks, and it's certainly you know it's the Titans' mo. They want to run Henry and be able to control a game, and they did. Uh, I think the defense had a lot to do with that in both cases. This game. Look, they're going to have to throw the ball more. They're going to have to do more in the passing game. They're going to have to be more explosive. They're AJ Brown's going to have to catch more than one ball, right? And I, I again, I think you put what happened. I, you don't put that on Tannehill. He's played okay. He really hadn't thrown the ball that much in order to get yards. They haven't had to. And I think when they have to, he'll he's got a good shot to do it. But I, I you need you need your receivers. To, to be able to do more statistically than they're doing. One of the things that I think has really helped the Titans is they've been able to get all these those different tight ends, even without Delaney Walker, involved in the passing game, and that's allowed them to not be predictable with what they're doing offensively as much because they're able to throw the ball to the tight ends and they're able to involve them in the play action. Right. They're just not putting receivers on the field. If you see the formations, are you? I mean, they're making it obvious what they're going to do. And and when they do throw, Ferkser has been great. Johnny Smith has been great. So those guys are are taking advantage. And you know, I do think, you know, we we sit here and worry about what the passing game is going to do. But you know, they they showed for ten straight weeks what they're capable of. I don't really think there is maybe one dud in there, and that was probably the Carolina game. But you know, other than that, they were Ryan Tannehill was was consistent. I think that was one thing that could be said for him throughout that run, run was consistency. It's only recently that he hasn't really totally stuffed the stat sheet. So it's it's there for them. I think this is, you know, maybe a little bit of a better matchup than previous games, uh, you know, against that that tough Patriots secondary. That I mean, the game plan there was not to 
throw to at it. And, and same against the Ravens. I think that's, that's a tough one too. So, you know, I saw the conversation on social media before, before that game was played out on Sunday where who would you rather play chiefs or, or Texans Texans, man, all day. I, I don't, I, to me, that wasn't even a question because I just felt like the, the chiefs were just so much better. And I had Miami not beaten new England and the Titans had to go to Arrowhead to open the playoffs. Could have been an early exit, yeah. I think it would have been. And I, I, I do think the fact they got to play the Patriots and build the momentum, I think that was a huge, huge part yeah, of Yeah, I this. agree. I do, too, because I think, you know, the Patriots, they, you know, they weren't the, the team of, of previous years during this dynasty. And, and again, the, the, the Baltimore win was really the one that opened my eyes. But, you know, I think this one will be interesting. And I, I think we're going different directions in our predictions, but I'm not sure. Okay, well, let's get to that. Yeah. Everybody's waiting on the picks here. We'll 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 go ahead and talk uh, NFC Championship game. The Forty ers are a touchdown favorite at home over the Packers. At seven seven seemed a little high to me for that one. Green Bay, I mean, what fourteen and three? I mean, they're they're not bad, right? That that's why I'm picking the the Packers there. I I don't I think the Forty ers are going to win. I think they're. All, all season long, they've really been the team to beat in that conference. Uh, you know, I think they'll probably be the favorite in the Super Bowl, no matter what happens, I think, especially if the Titans win. But I, I just think... Yeah, you seven, know the Titans are going to be favorite. <laughs> you know, I just think the, uh, the, the spread is too big to, um, to you know, go with one team, uh, go with the Packers in, in that game. I agree with that, and I also think the Packers win the game. I I don't know why. I just have the feeling that you got a gut feeling. Aaron Rodgers and the and the Packers get that done. I don't know, man. I haven't respected the 49ers enough all year. It's true. I've right. I've, I've lost more on them. So I, I don't. So it would be a fitting conclusion if you were to lose out on this game. I just like the all season. I've liked the Packers. I think their defense is better than people think it is. They obviously have a fantastic quarterback. They've got it, one of the better receivers in the league. He's throwing to. He's healthy. Aaron Jones, I, I've always believed to be an underrated running back. I think mm-hmm. the Packers have a lot of weapons. And I mean, let's be honest. Did you think Matt LaFleur was going to go in there and win 14 games? Nope. Wouldn't it be side side note how how insane would it be if you had Lafleur and Vrabel in the, the Super Bowl I mean you know it's I've always said that would that, be a really good reflection of John Robinson by the way I, it would and I think it's, it's, it's it already is I think what Lafleur's done has been somewhat of a good reflection on Mike Vrabel I I I he he's sure. gone in there right away he had a lot to work with in Green Bay that's a great job for a first year coach to go in there and step in it's similar to Dallas this year where you can step in and you have you have all the talent in the world to work with yeah. But there, but there was there was also the element of how he was going to work with Rodgers, and that was going to be mm-hmm. tricky, tricky thing for and him it to was navigate. For a while. Yeah, it was. You know, it took a little while to get there, but but now there's a formula there that's working. Their defense is good. I we sit here and say this and, and flatter Matt Lafleur and the Packers and the Forty Nineers will go win by forty points, but <laughs> uh, they have a pretty good coach too. I like what they do offensively. I, I the Forty ers to me, it's like yeah, their defense is phenomenal, but when you look at them offensively, it's like well. What do they really have? There's never – running backs always kind of been by committee. Their receivers, it's like, well, who's going to step up this week? They do right. have a good quarterback in Garoppolo, but I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's definitely not the flashiest offense, but they, they are efficient and they get it done. I think the Packers win the game, though. So we both went Packers and certainly with the seven. Right. Um, Tommy Dees, by the way, our sports director, is not on the podcast uh, because he's 
he's he's in last place in our NFL picks contest. Er, right. Eric's a solid two games over five hundred. Tommy Tommy's not. <laughs> he had a bit of a slow start. He hasn't joined us the last couple of weeks, but uh, he went with the 49ers here, and he made the 49ers his uh, pick of the week. We had to pick one of the two games, and mm-hmm. so he went that way. And we both had our picks of the week come in, in the other game, and interestingly, we went in different directions. Has, have you list, If you've listened to the podcast to this point, you can probably tell which way either of us went on this. Right. Okay, so as we pick the games on Monday, the Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Titans. I think it actually opened larger than that. And I, I saw as like much a, as 10 at one point. Okay, I didn't see that high, but I saw... I, I think, think it I might have been before the Chiefs beat the Texans. I'm not sure. Okay. So 7.5 actually seemed a little bit low to me. But yes, I I like the Chiefs in the 7.5, I, I think, and give the 7.5. I think um, that's my pick of the week. And look, this has been fun with the Titans. It really has. And I picked the Ravens to beat the Titans, so everybody can just stop listening to anything else I have to say right there because I've already been wrong on that one. <laughs> This has been fun, but I I just don't think what they've been doing offensively is going to be sustainable against Mahomes. I think that Kansas City is going to do too much offensively early. They're going to put the Titans in a bad spot by getting way ahead, and now you're going to have to throw to keep up. I don't think the Titans will quit. Uh, this team hasn't quit all year. I think they'll hang in there. Chiefs are just too good, and I think they got close last year, and I truly believe the Titans are going to be walking into a hornet's nest in this game, and, and it could get bad. I, I think, you know, it's hard to disagree with with that. It, again, it just goes back to what the Titans are doing, and I think they are capable of, of keeping pace offensively as long as Henry is still involved, as long as, uh, you know, as I said before, it's not, you know, a total blowout where they strictly have to throw their way out of it. Uh, I think they're capable of keeping pace. I think you know, this defense could make some plays too to, to keep them involved. I think I could see it being a 34-31 type game. I, I don't think the Titans are going to win if, if, you know, we do make predictions scoring-wise. I think that'll be my prediction, 34-31 Chiefs. I just think... Okay, so you 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 aren't taking the Titans to win. No, I'm not going to take cover. them to win. I didn't take okay. them to win last week either. I just think these spreads are so big in these games that in the postseason, they're all close, you know, no matter, except I guess for, for last week in the Chiefs game. Um, but the Titans have had uh, done a good job of, of keeping opponents close, if not running away from it themselves. You know, so I think they do that here. I, I think the underdog thing, being seven and a half point favorites, plays into everything that that they're all about. You know, they're a five point underdog in New England, ten point underdog in Baltimore, and now. So I, you know, I think this is just the latest in in what they do so well, which is sort of defy the odds. Yeah. All right, and Tommy went with the uh, Titans for those listening. All right, well, I guess that, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Backrack, I'm Gentry Estes, and we'll see you next time. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.